Walmart Plus members save on meeting up with friends. Save on having them over for dinner with free delivery with no hidden fees or markups. That's groceries plus napkins plus that vegetable chopper to make things a bit easier. Plus, members save on gas to go meet them in their neck of the woods. Plus, when you're ready for the ultimate sign of friendship, start a show together with your included Paramount Plus subscription. Walmart Plus members save on this plus so much more. Start a 30-day free trial at walmartplus.com. Paramount Plus, a central plan only. Separate registration required. See Walmart Plus terms and conditions. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Is with achievement, you are always going to bump into the question, then what? Mm. There's always going to be a then what? We got to enjoy the journey. We got to find ways to yeah. enjoy enjoy the journey. If we enjoy the journey, it's fulfillment. If it's only about achievement, there will always be that question, then what? Hi, and welcome to Deep Leadership. I'm your host, John Rennie. Well, I hope all is well with you today. It is another beautiful day here in North Carolina, and this episode is brought to you by our sponsors, Habit Stack, Ignite Management Services, and Liberty Strength. These sponsors help me bring these shows to you each and every week, so I encourage you to click on their links below and check them out. Also, I want to encourage you to join us on our growing YouTube channel. Search for Deep Leadership on YouTube for videos of all my interviews and exclusive content. Well, that is it. Today, we're going to be talking about the difference between achievement and fulfillment and why so many leaders get these two confused. My guest is Dr. Eric Recker. Eric has been to the top of the mountain in his career and personal life, but his achievements left him unsatisfied. He discovered that many others were just like him, chasing achievement and being consumed by a false sense of urgency. He now helps people learn how to slow down and be more present in their lives. If you feel like you're a hamster on a never-ending wheel of achievement, you're going to love this episode. So are you ready to dive in? Let's get started. Welcome to Deep Leadership. Leadership is a people business. That's the philosophy of your podcast host, John Rennie. As a former Cold War submarine officer who spent 20 plus years leading businesses in corporate America before starting his own manufacturing business, he knows that leadership matters. Leadership matters. Are you ready for some real world actionable advice from John as well as his expert guests? I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. The show starts right now. Welcome to the Deep Leadership Podcast. Today, I'm joined by Dr. Eric Recker. Eric spent the first half of his life doing what he thought he had to do, putting his nose down and enduring the grind, but it was never quite enough. Through his experiences with triathlons, mountain climbing, owning a dental practice with a team of 20, becoming a pilot, and extensive travel, he learned that he re- what he was searching for wasn't at the top of the mountain. In the second half of his life, he's committed to helping people learn to live present in their own lives and find a life of fulfillment, not just accomplishment. Through his coaching, speaking, and writing, he is working to help as many people as possible learn to win the now. And I am excited to have him on the show to learn how we can be fully present in our lives. So Eric, welcome to the show. Thanks so much for having me, John. I'm glad to be here. 
Yeah, I'm excited to talk to you about this topic. Um, and I love the pivot you made in your life. And I want to hear about that. So tell us a little bit about how you arrived at this idea of win the now and why is it such an important message right now? Yeah, I like to say win the now was uh, forged through fire. So uh, the fire was the burnout. So I, I have a, a long story, but I, I was a relentless striver. And I think a lot of business owners, we are relentless strivers. But that led me to three seasons, three distinct seasons of burnout. Uh, just to, I'm a high capacity person. I think there's a lot of those people. John, I'm sure you're a high capacity person. We said, high, use the term high achiever a lot. There was a time in my life, the first round of burnout, I was buying my dental practice uh, from my dad. Uh, I was building a new dental practice and he didn't want anything to do with that. He was going to keep working for me, but he didn't want anything to do with that. I was on three boards. I was training for an Ironman triathlon. Uh, I was training for a endurance bike race. And I was also coaching both of my kids in soccer. So you can probably imagine how many of those things I was doing really, really well. So I was torched. Yeah. So I, I sort of endured that time of burnout, I guess. I, I survived. There was a, a, I wasn't thriving. I wasn't leveling up doing any of the things that I really wanted to do. But then during COVID, I really had something that I'd never had before. And that was some discretionary time. Mm. I think a lot of people were disillusioned. What do I do during this time? My dental practice had to be closed for eight weeks. That was the governor mandate. We were pretty fortunate in Iowa. Uh, some places were three months or more. We had eight weeks. So um, I'm a person of faith. So I needed to create some space in that time. And or else it was just going to be urgency, urgency, urgency. There were a million webinars. There was all this new stuff about infection control, new things we'd have to do in our office. So I committed to 30 minutes of quiet each day. Mm. And I know that sounds super noble when I mention it, but I will tell you, I failed miserably the first time. I think I looked at my watch 46 seconds into it that first day. <laughs> I said, I got to be getting close, right? Almost 30 minutes. But what I learned from that being quiet is that I really needed to learn how to be present in my life. I yeah. really needed to do that. And so uh, I I like sports. I enjoy watching sports. I enjoy competing. I'm a very competitive person. Um, so I like wins. And I think we can all agree that we like wins, right? Given the choice to win or lose. And I really thought about how important it was to win the day or win today. Well, I did a little research on that and there's a lot of people who are talking about win the day. So I dove a little bit deeper and I thought, okay, what does an average day look like for me? And a lot of times I would find myself at the end of a day coming home to my wife, she'd ask, how was my day? I would reduce it to the least common denominator. If I had one bad patient experience, that's the first thing that would come out of my mind. Yeah. If I had an equipment problem, that was the first thing that would come out of my mind. So I thought, boy, I can't gauge my day on one thing. I have to look at grabbing wins throughout the day. Yeah. Yeah. So the phrase that settled one day when I was sitting in quiet over lunchtime, when I was back, I had had a, a rough morning and I thought, man, what do I do with all this? And when the now popped into my head and I thought, okay, so what does that even mean? Well, I started figuring out what a now looks like for me. 
mm-hmm. in my life as a dentist, I'm scheduled by the 15 minutes. Yeah. And so in that 15 minute time, what does a win look like? So a win might look like a good patient interaction. It might look like helping someone have less anxiety. It might help like it might look like having a good conversation with one of my team members. The reality is, is there's going to be a couple losses throughout the day. But when there's a loss, when we we struggle with getting somebody numb or uh, somebody has uh, comes in really anxious and and it's harder to get them calmed down or if a, pay, if a team member is really struggling, that can look like a loss. But we pause, we find out what we can learn from it. So then we turn it into a win mm-hmm. and then we keep going because the next now is around the corner. So basically what win the now is, is a constant reminder to get us back to the present moment, to pull us back into what's right in front of us. Because the only currency that we really have is the moment in front of us. Not stuck in the past, not worried about the future, but right now. I love this message. I I heard somebody once say that... um, you know, regrets in, uh, in, you know, if we spend a lot of time in regrets, we're, we're our minds in the past, things that we should have done or could have done or what have you. And if we're thinking about the future, often we have anxiety of like uh, getting ready for something big or what happens if this happens or this happens. And so when we spend time in the future and, and in the past, we, it can cause a lot of, a lot of problems with us. And so the idea of like, just focus on the now, focus on the today. 15 minute increments. I love that idea. I think it, I think it makes a lot of sense. It really does. Because I think if you're in the now, you make the best out of that window that you're in today. And um, there's an author named John Acuff who wrote a book called Finish the uh, Give Yourself the Gift of Getting Things Done or something like that. But he said, he said, if you mess up, one of the most important things to do is to get back on as soon as you can. Like if you're dieting and you mess up a day, the best thing to do is the next day, get back on track. You're saying in a 15 minute intercom, uh, you know, 15 minutes, if you're off, you you can get back on track or you can steer that or, or learn from that 15 minutes and get back on track versus waiting an entire day. I, I love the yeah. concept. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you. Yeah. And so for me, it's 15 minutes, but someone who lives in a corporate life, there's a lot of meetings. Mm-hmm. You can get meetinged to death. Meeting doesn't really work, yeah. but... You can get that way. Yeah. So the now is the meeting. What what does a win look like in the meeting? Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, if you're presenting, it looks like delivering a great message, engaging your audience. Mm-hmm. If you're a participant, it looks like being dialed in, maybe not choosing to check email during the message, maybe just being fully in that room, contributing to it. So I love to talk about helping people figure out what their different nows look like. And that when, what wins look like. And then when you go home, if your family's around, uh, you know, your spouse or your family or whoever you're with, if you're sitting around the dinner table, what does a win look like? For us, a win looks like great conversation. Nobody's got their phones. We're asking highs and lows of the day. Maybe what's the most interesting part that happened in the day. We talk about things like that. And then we all get to grab wins from each other. And I, I just, I love it because I haven't met anybody who doesn't like to win. And this is cool because you can win and it doesn't have to mean that somebody else gets a loss. Yeah. I think one thing I was thinking about is you're talking about family dinners, you know, and, and so you might say, what does a win look like for me? Well, it's like, we all enjoy a dinner together in this conversation, but you know, the kids are running around, they got uh, practice, they're getting ready for this, that, that, and the other thing. And people are doing 
what you want them to do to win that win. How do you not get the frustration that you're, you, you, my, here's my, my win looks like, and maybe their win looks like so, something else. Do you, do you find that or did, uh, is that ever an issue? Yeah, it sure can be. Uh, it's, it, and I know this looks different. Um, uh, my sister and her husband have younger kids and they're running around to different things. And man, if their kids can sit at the table for 10 or 15 minutes before their attention span runs out, um, that's a win for them. So, so sometimes you have to look at, you have to be compromising with your wins. Like what can not only a win for me look like, but what can a win for all of us look like if we just connect for a couple minutes, um, or if we just facilitate one of our kids showing up quick eating and right out the door, um, you know, we, then we created a win for them. So you're trying to win for yourself and you're trying to win for others. The sweet spot is those win wins where, uh, like this podcast, this is a perfect opportunity for a win win. I can be dialed in and present and we can be having a great conversation. It can uplift me, uplift you and bless, uh, your listeners. And boy, then we get a lot of wins. It gets pretty exciting. Yeah, I like that. I really do like that. It doesn't have to be, uh, like I said, you may have to modify what a win looks like in your current state with little kids running around or what have you. I love that idea. And then look for those win-win opportunities as well. One of the things I was going to ask you is, you know, um, high achievers, right? We're we're motivated by accomplishments, getting things done. I mean, obviously, becoming, uh, becoming a, a dentist is not something easily done, right? It's a lot of hard work to get there. And then, you yep. know, you're into triathlons and climbing and and all and, and becoming a pilot all these things are hard activities that take uh years to master and and you've done a lot of those things why you know so you have reached the top of the mountain many times in in your career so um why weren't you finding what you were looking for at the top of the top of the mountain you should you're, you should have received high achievement right and everything should be great when you get to that top rung right everything's perfect yeah. right isn't it? <laughs> it? It sure, it sure would seem that way. And I think that is one thing that a lot of high achievers, probably a fair number of people who are listening to your podcast are thinking are leaning in a little bit right now because they've been to the mountaintop. They've been promoted up, up, up. They've achieved this, this, this. When does it ever mean anything? And so that was a struggle for me. I, um, having a history of being bullied when I was growing up, uh, I made a pact with myself on the, uh, I was either in third or fourth grade on the sideline of the recess kickball field. And I don't know about you, John, but recess kickball was everything in Iowa in the eighties. <laughs> I mean, it was huge. And I was told I wasn't good enough to play. Mm. So I made a pact with myself that I said, I'm going to be so flipping good at everything that I ever do that nobody's ever not going to pick me. And it really was, I was, uh, that I was probably what, eight years old when I made that, that pact. And it really was in my forties and I'm still in my forties. It was really in my forties before I, I realized that I was still striving for some of those bullies that had moved on for me mm-hmm. probably, you know, once recess was over and this happened repeatedly on the recess, uh, field, but it really stuck with me. So nothing was ever good enough for me. Yeah. Finishing dental school wasn't good enough. I had to be in the top 10 in my class. A 5K wasn't good enough. And that yeah. had scaled to a 10K, half marathon, marathon, triathlon, up to the Ironman distance. None of it was ever good enough. 
And I found myself several years ago, I was going to do the Leadville 100 mountain bike race uh, in Colorado. And three days before I was going to do that, we had just driven out the day before and I was in just ridiculous shape. I had been training like crazy uh, and we hiked Mount Princeton, which is uh, probably about 30 miles away from Leadville. We got up and I, uh, I beat my brother-in-law up to the summit by, by quite a ways. Cause I was just in amazing shape and I stood up there and that's where it hit me. If you don't know why you're climbing the mountain, you're not going to find the answer at the top. Uh, yeah. And I was just, whoa, like game changer. That was so big. So, <clears throat> excuse me. In that moment, I knew that I was going to finish the Leadville race. I knew I was going to finish it but I also knew it wasn't going to mean anything to me. Mm. So I finished it, got the belt buckle. Um, and the only thing that really meant anything to me was the fact that my son ran across the finish line with me. Uh, yeah. And so that cured me of endurance racing. Then and there, I was absolutely done with it. It wasn't worth the training. It wasn't worth all of it. So I think it is so important in life that we know why we're striving. Yeah. Why we're achieving. You know, achievement just for the sake of achievement is always going to leave us wanting more. There yeah. will always be somebody who has more than us. There will always be somebody who's higher than us. Even if you're the richest person in the world, there will always be something else that you feel like you haven't conquered. So finding your why why you're striving, why you're achieving, what the end goal is and what you hope to accomplish, and then how to celebrate waypoints along the way. Because those things are so much more fulfilling than getting to, to the top of the mountain, finding out you're standing there alone, and then realizing that there's a taller mountain that you still got to climb. We'll be right back after a quick word from our sponsors. Leadership skills are like any other skills. You need to practice them to get better at them. Best-selling leadership author John S. Rennie knows this. That's why he's written a new book called You Have the Watch. It's a guided journal for leaders designed to take you through an entire year of leadership training. By the end of the year, you will master 50 of the most important leadership skills. If you want to have a greater impact on the results and people in your organization, go to youhavethewatch.com and pick up your copy today. This episode is brought to you by Habit Stack. Effective leaders make a habit of working on important goals no matter how busy they feel. Habit Stack software helps leadership teams build that habit. The system guides you to set crystal clear goals, align your tasks to those goals, and make progress every week. I use Habit Stack and I absolutely love it. It's such an easy tool to use and I love how it reinforces the right habits with my leadership team. Habit Stack is free to use. It's so simple that you get the hang of it in just five minutes. Go to habitstack.com to get started. This episode is brought to you by Ignite Management Services. Ignite is led by Mike Watson, who you might remember from episode 137. Mike and his team believe that everything starts with leadership, whether it's strategy execution or cultural transformation. It's the role of the leader to create the conditions for their people to succeed. The team at Ignite can help you develop critical habits to enhance your leadership capability and transform your business. Ignite Management is now offering the Resilient Leadership Assessment Tool, 
This is an online questionnaire designed to assess and guide leadership development, coaching, and team building. It provides leaders an opportunity to gain insights into their leadership strengths and development needs. After taking this assessment, you will receive a custom detailed report that provides practical and actionable recommendations to enhance your effectiveness. I have taken this assessment myself and found it to be extremely valuable in helping me make changes to my leadership approach. Right now, Ignite is offering 15% off the price of this tool to the deep leadership audience. Go to ignitemanagement.ca and enter the code START15 at checkout to get started today. This episode is brought to you by Jeremy Clevenger at Liberty Strength. As a high-performing leader, you know that leadership isn't about telling people what to do. It's about leading by example. And for most people, the one area that they are lacking when it comes to leading by example is their health and fitness. By improving your health and fitness, every other area of your life improves. Your energy skyrockets, your sleep improves, your confidence increases, and more. But how can you get and stay fit as a busy leader? Well, you do what you've always done. You hire the best people for the job. Don't struggle on your own. Put liberty strength in your corner. Jeremy and his team will work with you to take your physique, mindset, nutritional habits, and more to the next level with his step-by-step, all-inclusive coaching program. I've worked with Liberty Strength for the past two years, and I'm in the best shape of my life, and I'm still hitting strength personal records at 56 years old. If you want to step up your game, reach out to Jeremy at libertystrengthtx.com to find out more and get your initial consultation scheduled with him today. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you can make sure your ride stays running smoothly. Brake kits, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms. And... Producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Uh, so I'm a, I'm a power lifter. This, I, I enjoy uh, weightlifting. And this week was PR week. So we went for PR on the top three lifts. And we had new PRs, which is great. But nice. I was looking at the numbers, you know, I was looking at the numbers this morning. This morning was deadlift and we hit that. And, um, but I'm looking at the numbers and I'm like, I can do better than that, you know? So I, I, so I really identify with this idea of like being at the top of a mountain and looking at, oh, look, there's another peak I can go after. So I, I, it's, is it that, um, is, is, are we addicted, uh, addicted to that, uh, addicted to chasing after something that, um, I don't know, chasing goals. I mean, because because it's not a, it's not necessarily a bad thing, but like I think what you said is is why are you doing it? And answer that question as to why are you chasing the top? Why are you trying to get to the top of that mountain? Why is it yeah. important? And I think that's probably something we all need to be thinking about. You know, why are we doing what we're doing? You know, spending countless hours work. For, you know, 
you know, people are into every, every different thing, right? You know, so so whether it's fitness or, you know, we were talking about ping pong. There's, there's professional ping pong players out there that spend hours yeah. training, you know. And so, but why are we doing it? You know, what? so what are the, and I think the, if I, if I read some of the material, you talked about the difference between achievement and fulfillment. And I think that's kind of interesting to think about. So what, what would you say the difference is between achievement and f- fulfillment? Yeah, I think a simple way to explain that is with achievement, you are always going to bump into the question, then what? Mm. There's always going to be a then what? Yeah. Now, for your powerlifting, that's a great example. If you're just trying to get in better shape, you're competing against yourself, you're proud of your accomplishments, you're like, wow, I can, I still got it. I can yeah. still do it. Yeah. That's amazing. And that's awesome. You find fulfillment in that. But if it's only achievement for the sake of achievement, you will keep bumping into the question, then what? Okay. There will always be a then what? I remember running into uh, somebody at a local event and he said that his daughter was on track to graduate early from high school. So she was going to take a semester, graduate a semester early so she could get started on college. And she had a whole bunch of college credits. She would graduate from college in two years and then she would jump right into her master's program. And, uh, and each time I, each in between each of these things, I would say, and then what? And then he would say, well, she'll be 21 and she'll have her master's. And I said, and then what? And he said, well, and then she works. <laughs> I thought, oh my goodness. Oh, oh my goodness. Great question. And she works for what? 45 years. And that, I, I don't know. To me, we got to enjoy the journey. We got to find ways to yeah. enjoy enjoy the journey. If we enjoy the journey, it's fulfillment. If it's only about achievement, there will always be that question. Then what? You know, I, I mean, for me at least, I I found that when I got out of corporate life, when I finally you know stopped banging my head against a concrete wall and and became an entrepreneur, where I do I can do that for no less money. So, but uh, what I mean, just just the idea of of that that corporate ladder. And my wife used to always kid me. She says, they've been dragging you, kicking and screaming up the corporate ladder. I kept advancing and advancing. And, and I didn't necessarily want it, but I just kept doing it. And then next thing you know, you're, you're in these big jobs and you spend your whole life in meetings. And it's not, it's not fulfill, fulfilling at all, right? Mm-hmm. It's not what I, what I love is being in a manufacturing plant, being around hourly workers and, and really getting to know them and them, be getting, them getting to know me. It, but I wasn't, when I, when I ended up in a job where I was sitting like, in, in fancy clothes, sitting in meetings all day. And that's not, it was not for me. I did not like it, but you know, so I had, I had the achievement, I guess, but I wasn't fulfilled at all. I, you know, and yeah. I think it took me to start my own business, start my own manufacturing business, run the way I want to. I wear jeans and a t-shirt and boots and, and, you know, I, I know my, I know my people, they know me and, you know, and I have a lot of fulfillment. I don't make as much money as I used to in those in that big job, but I have so much more. Uh, I, I love what I do now. You know, I absolutely love going to work every day. It's a different. It's a different mindset. The different. It's fulfillment, I guess. What you he would say. Yeah. yeah, that's so cool. Yesterday, I spoke to a group of 150 uh, IT workers, and so leadership to uh, to everybody. And it's a global country, company, about 4,200 people globally. And they had been at an IT, this was their company, IT Summit. And it had been, this was day four of four. Mm. And they had heard IT, IT, IT. Yeah. 
Uh, and that's great because they need to. It's awesome that they could come together, but they wanted me to come in and talk about mindset. So we talked about win the now and grabbing wins. And we also talked about self-care. Mm. We talked about being honest with yourself about where you're at on a scale of one to 10. And I gave some tools to try to help people figure out where they're at. But then you figure out where you're at, but you sure as heck don't stay there. You think work life is constantly draining us. What can we do to get back on the right side of things? Mm. How can we move ourselves up? And how can we how can we level up and thrive both in our work, in our relationships, in in all aspects of life? Because I think we have to think about that because achievement, just for the sake of achievement, you know this, John, it just drains you. Mm. It's all it does. You're so focused on it. If you can find meaning along the way, if you can find moments along the way, you mentioned John Acuff. He's one of my favorite authors. And he actually has a, a, a new book out called All It Takes is a Goal. And uh, I actually am in that book uh, because oh. of the... Uh, <laughs> How cool is that? Because of the awesome moments list. I went ballistic on that when I started listing awesome moments list. I am, I'm a moment chaser. Mm. That that is what I do. I live I live for moments because once once time passes, all we have is the memories. So if we can make moments along the way, it gives us rocket fuel to propel us in in whatever we're doing next. Mm, I love that. I love it. You know, one of the things I'm thinking, you know, and I'm hearing your story, and, and you know, you're you're very successful. You have a you're a successful dentist. You have a great practice. You have a great team around you. Um, you could just do that. Right. And, and yep. be fulfilled and have a great life. Why are you on a mission to help other people understand this, this and, and, and what you learn through your experiences? Why are you trying to pass this on? You know what? This is an easy question for me to answer because I get asked this probably weekly <laughs> in my practice. Because, you know, initially when I'm doing this kind of stuff, it's like a blip and people think, oh, he'll do this for a while and then he'll settle back down. But the reality is, is that I think we go through the journeys that we have in life to be able to help other people along their journey. I really believe that. We are better together for sure. I've been through a lot in my life. I've been through a lot positive. I've been through a lot negative. I've learned so many lessons. And if I keep those lessons to myself, I'm going to lay on my deathbed someday and feel like I missed out. Yeah. But I feel like... I have been given this win the now message and I have been given some of the experiences that I've had to help people on their journey, to help them not struggle for 20 or 30 years with some of the things that I struggled with and help them be able to move forward. So the message is just too big to keep to myself. So that that's really the, the, the easiest answer to it. And the real blessing in that is that I now have a partner in my in my dental practice. Uh, he's fantastic. He supports what I'm doing, uh, both in the office and out of the office. So I'm seeing patients three days a week, and then I'm doing coaching and speaking on the other two days a week. And this is just right now, it's the sweet spot. It's great because I get to interact with my patients and my team and lead them and do all that. And then I get to work with amazing people outside of the office as well. So I, I couldn't be more thankful for where I'm at right now. I love it. I love it. Well, I find myself in a similar situation. I'm a CEO during the day and I'm a podcaster and author at night. So it's fun to uh, to, to have those and to be able to do, you know, because I'm I'm 56. And I always believe that at one point in my life, I'd, I'd pay back and I'd 
and I'd share. And and I'm in that now I'm in that part of my life, and I absolutely love it. And uh, and again, just being able to impact other people's lives um, with with the lessons that I learned in mind is just get, it's very fulfilling for me. So I enjoy I enjoy this part of the journey for sure. And uh, that is so I love cool. passing it on. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, so cool. So uh, your book is called The False Sense of Urgency. Love that. I love that idea. Uh, and how to win the now. So who should read this book? I mean, is it for everyone? Is it for leaders? Is it for, um, you know, wh- who, who should be reading this book? And what, you know, beyond what we've been talked about so far, what can they expect to learn from this book? Well, the people who should not read it are people who never, never struggle with urgency. If urgency is a never that never a thing that pops up in your mind, then then choose another book. <laughs> but I think we all battle urgency to some extent. Yeah. And really during COVID, I battled what I call the false sense of urgency. So that's being productive just for the sake of being productive. Yeah. It's this background angst that runs like an extra app that you can't get shut off in the back of your head that's always saying, I got to do more. I got to be more. I got to be more productive. I can't rest. I can't let off the throttle. I can't do any of that. So I think most of us have experienced that. Certainly all high achievers have experienced that. So basically I talk about what that is and I talk about some things that we can do, some systems that we can put in our life to help quiet that down a little bit. And then help us. And then we turn around to the concept of win the now, which I think is the ultimate antidote to the false sense of urgency. Because if we are living in the present, we can kick that urgency back a little bit. And my my goal is with, with win the now is that people can develop a new mindset about being present. You know, there's a lie that social media tells us that we are so connected, mm. that we are, we have all these friends just right there. But the reality is, is we've never been more alone. We've never been more isolated. And if we can find the present moment, and if we can find good relationships, and if we can also find some time for our brain to idle when we put down our phones, boy, we're going to live a much more fulfilling life than we would if we're fighting that urgency all the time. Oh, I love that. Such an important message. I think I, I, I do see people running around chasing things all the time. I mean, you know, just the, we talk about the phone. I have nothing turned on on my phone to to the point where my wife is like, "You need turn, you need turn your ringer on certain times of the day in case your son who's deployed calls." You know, because I have it all turned off. I have no notifications because I want to be for that reason. I want to be present with my employees, with the work that I'm doing. Uh, I'm also working on a doctorate right now, and when I'm writing, I want to focus. And so I, I just, oh. I want to, I want to stay focused. So I, I literally turn it off to the point where some people say it's hard to get a hold of you. I said, no, it's not. Just send me a text message. I will get back to you when I, when I'm, when I'm not in the moment, not being present. And I, and I think that's, I'd rather be this way than the other way with chasing everything that bings and bops and on my computer and my phone, and, and you never get anywhere if you're constantly chasing that, uh, whatever interruption happens. And it's just not, it's not healthy. I don't think it's healthy. I don't think we're meant to be like that, you know? Not at all. And I think what you said is, is so huge. I I'm trying to coach my people to just ask one simple question with the phone, Mm. but it's in your pocket. And that is why am I picking this up? Yeah. Yeah. Pause, make yourself answer that question because our phones are digital pacifiers. We stuff a pacifier in a crying kid's mouth and we put a phone in our face so we don't have to face whatever is bothering us in our brain. 
used to be we had to let our brains idle. We had to work through those things. And now we just get a, a digital pacifier that gives us a, a steady dope a trip of dopamine yep. until we feel good enough to put it back down. And then we don't have to face our problem. We kick it down and then it it just gets bigger. Eventually we got to face it. Yeah, that's it. I, I was just listening, listening to a podcast where they were talking about the idea of that we used to be bored. And when we were bored, we we could work out these things that we had that were bothering us, you know, and uh, we're never bored anymore because we have that pacifier in our pocket. And um, when I talk to young people, one of the things I talk about is the idea that we're a consumer society. We're consume, consume, consume all the time. And and the, the greatest people in history weren't, weren't consumers, they were creators. And, and so I, I encourage them to create, they'll consume. And so, you know, the idea of how much time do you spend uh, consuming social media, right? Or how much time do you spend creating something that's going to uh, you know, affect people around you. And I think that's, that's what I encourage them because it, it's just, you can, it's too easy to fall in the mindset of just keep consuming and consuming and consuming. That is so good. I love that. I might borrow that one. Oh, you can have it. It's free. <laughs> no charge. <laughs> um, this, this is fantastic. What, what final message would you like to leave with our listeners? Yeah. So, uh, I got asked this recently when I was doing a podcast and said, if you could go back to day one of work and give yourself one piece of advice, only one, what would it be? Well, the reality is I found out when I was burnout that there was an equation that was always present, always present. I was overcommitted mm-hmm. and I wasn't taking care of myself. Mm-hmm. Overcommitted can mean a lot of things. I was at that point, this was like Blackberry time. Um, I wasn't, it wasn't so much with the phone, but I was overcommitted in a lot of, a lot of external things. And I was not taking time to take care of myself. Now I would say overcommitted can look like streaming too much, watching too much time on your, or spending too much time on your phone. You can have internal overcommitments as well, but ultimately that's part of it. But the other part is you have to take care of yourself. And that's what I would tell my myself when I was starting uh, dental school w- way back when. I would have said, you have to take care of yourself. You have to find time to sleep. You have to find time to let your mind refresh. You have to find time to do things that make your heart sing, that wake up your soul. You have to do those things because we can only pour out of so much. If we're not taking time to refresh, something's going to happen. Our body's going to break down. Our mind's going to break down. We're going to get burned out. We're going to get in a car accident. There's lots of things that can happen if we're not taking care of ourselves. Such an important message. I I love that. Very important. Um, Leaders, you got to take care of yourself or you got to take care of others. I think it's a really important message. Um, The book is called The False Sense of Urgency and How to Win the Now. Um, How can people find out more about you your book and the, and the services you provide? Yes, the easiest place is just my website, ericrecker.com. You can find the links to my social media on there. My blog is on there, uh, links to the book. I'd love to have a conversation about coaching or speaking. All those links are in there. You can read a little bit about the Win the Now story. Um, it's it's pretty much there, one stop. Yeah, And there is one, there's one more thing on there. I do offer a free five-day knockback burnout challenge. So if you feel like you're starting to go down that road of burnout a little bit, you're maybe not real sure, you want to investigate it a little bit. It's just a series of a few emails that you'll get. 
and uh, just give some easy exercises for you to start knock back, knocking back its hold a little bit because I think burnout's pretty prevalent. Yeah, absolutely. So again, listeners, you get something free. Okay, you heard it here. You got a free uh, something that that uh, Doctor Eric Recker is, is giving you for free. So you need to take advantage of it. Uh, by the way, his website's full of all sorts of great stuff. I've been all over it. It's great. Great uh, blog articles, great story about the win the now. Um, this free burn, uh, this burnout challenge, the challenge, the burnout. Again, if these are resources for you. They're free. Take advantage of them. Go to the links that we have here below in the uh, in the podcast. And uh, you know, if, if if something's really standing out, and you're and this is really you know, lights are going off in your mind about wow, this is a problem that I have. You know, reach out to Eric and get you know, find out from him. He's been through it, right? And he's yep. developed a system to 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 get you on track. So reach out to him, see what you can do to figure out how how to get a hold of this before it gets a hold of you. So I really do encourage uh, listeners that you reach out. And we'll, again, links are in the show notes. Uh, go follow those links and uh, and reach out to Eric. See if you can if he can help you if you're struggling with any of these things that you've heard in this message. Because likely, if you're listening to a leadership podcast, you're a high achiever. <laughs> and you're probably facing yeah. some of these uh, items yourself. So again, I, I encourage you to, to fo follow up with Eric and learn how to get better, how to take care of that. So Eric, I want to thank you for coming on the show, sharing all of this and all your journey and now what you're doing to help people. I really appreciate it. Thanks so much for having me, John. This has been fantastic. I have enjoyed it. Thanks again. Well, that's it for today. Thank you for listening to Deep Leadership. If you like this podcast, please subscribe and share so we can continue to build a world with better bosses. Until next time, this is John Rennie saying take care and lead well. Thank you for listening to Deep Leadership. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for all you do. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. For more information and updates, please visit our website at www.deepleadershippodcast.com or johnsrenny.com. Until next time, take care. Hi, I'm Mark. And I'm Peter. We're the founders of Electrocast Media, bringing you great podcasts like Nightmare Road Stories, Tech Talk Revolution, and Bodacious Minds. Electrocast networks include Ruby for female empowerment, the best business network, and GPN for geopolitics. We built this company to create community and amplify diverse voices, and we really appreciate your support. So, keep listening to Electrocast Podcasts and hear the culture. Electrocast. Welcome, explorers of the human experience. This is Let's Talk Soul, and I'm your host, Claudia Monicelli. We're not afraid of the great mysteries of existence here. Soul versus consciousness, we're on it. Spirituality versus science, we've got that covered too. Join us in navigating these profound topics with wisdom, curiosity, and a dash of audacity. Whether you're a spiritual veteran or just starting your journey, Let's Talk Soul is your passport to the unknown. Let's Talk Soul, diving into the depths of the human spirit. Subscribe now wherever you get your podcasts.